Hey, everybody. Welcome back. Um, I, if you don't know me, I'm Larry. I'm the executive pastor here at the church, and you're probably wondering where Mitchell is. Uh, well, maybe you're wondering where Mitchell is. I know he's been including us on it over the past few weeks, but Mitchell, our lead pastor, is actually out for six weeks, uh, taking a big break with him and his family. And so they're actually, well, they're not out this week. They're actually in New Orleans on the family mission trip this week. But after that, they will be out for six weeks. So you won't see Mitchell's face. Um, he didn't leave our church. He's in a health, he's in a healthy spot. He's doing great. Um, but if you don't see him, don't worry about him. He's doing great. You could uh, send him an encouragement or something if you would like to text him. Um, but he's doing great. And uh, so you won't see him over the next couple of weeks. So I just want to make y'all aware of that again. And I'll, I'll probably remind you weekly. Um, if you're a guest with us, thank you so much for coming this morning. We're so glad that you are here with us. There's a Connect card in the seat back in front of you. If you would like to fill it out, we would love to get to know you. There's a Connect table right outside in the foyer area, um, and you can just drop it off there, get to shake some people's hands, um, and where we can get to see your face and get to know you guys. And then today, obviously, it's going to look a little different. My wife's up here, and we have five chairs, so... I won't be preaching to you, um, but today we're basically, we're doing an ADS panel. ADS is our discipleship school that is 10 months long, and Madeline and I have had the privilege of leading it for the past two years um, and seeing a lot of students get to go through it um, and be transformed by committing themselves to Jesus. And so the school's 10 months long. Uh, it's a discipleship school you're committing to. Uh, when you do it, you're committing to a lot of different disciplines, like reading through the Bible in those 10 months and memorizing scripture, sharing the gospel with people, um, hearing powerful teachings, and getting to worship and pray a lot together uh, with a class of students over the course of the 10 months. And then you also, it finishes with a mission trip overseas. And so we just had the privilege of finishing up our second year of school, and we're actually going to uh, invite up a couple of our students this morning uh, to, to get to have a panel together and get to hear about what God is doing in them and how he used the school to change their lives. Yes, and if you, you stay on, no, it will be in a minute. Um, if you, or our hope for today is that, like, as you listen, if you are at all interested in ADS, that God just stirs in your heart something, like maybe a yes for now, maybe a yes for next year, just something. If you've already done ADS, our hope is that God reignites a fire in you of like, oh yeah, I remember how much I love doing that, or oh yeah, I want to recommit to that discipline again. And if you're new here, hopefully you just get a little bit of insight into our church because some of the, a lot of the requirements and a lot of the parts of ADS and a lot of the testimonies that are happening are like a part of you guys just being here because it's God on the move in the people of God and you are the people of God. So hopefully as you are here today, you receive truth. My hope today is that you receive hope and like encouragement as you listen to the testimonies of what God's done in these guys' lives. So I'm going to invite up my friends Joey, Mara, and Nicole. Come on up here. These guys just graduated um, on May 13th, so like two weeks ago. So they just finished um, the discipleship school, which is really fun and really exciting. And then uh, they also, a few of them went on, or went to Tijuana, and they got back, we got back last week, last Saturday? Yeah, so it's kind of been like, like the last couple weeks have been like boom, 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 boom. So if everyone looks a little sleepy, it's because <laughs> we are. <laughs> Great. I'm going to start off the panel. I have a list of questions here. They have been prepped, so they're not a, it's, nothing's going to catch them off guard and shock them. Uh, but I'm going to pray before we get started here. Jesus, thank you so much um, for the discipleship school that we get to have at this church. And thank you for the ways that you're using it to change and transform um, people's lives over years. Like this thing's been going for years at other Antioch churches. And so I say thank you, God, for the ways that you've used it to change my life and Madeline's life and uh, Mara and Nicole and Joey and all the other students who've gotten to go through the school. Um, thank you for the ways that you meet with us, that you like, you pour out your favor and your grace on the school um, and you use it and you use the word of God and you use these powerful teachings and worship times um, to meet with us and to change us from the inside out. So we say thank you, God. And I ask that this time would prove to be really fruitful um, as we hear testimonies that we would get to turn our eyes to you and say thank you, God, again for the ways that you're moving among us, that you're here with us. 
Thank you, Jesus. Amen. All right, so we're going to jump straight into the first question here, um, and each of you will do this one. Tell us a little bit about yourselves, um, your name, your stage of life, and what you do for a job or for work. Um, my name is Nicole Redding, and I am a wife, a mother of four. Um, I homeschool, and my husband and I run two businesses together. I'm Mara. I'm one of the few 20-somethings in this church. And <laughs> and I work as a nurse. I work nights at Mercy Hospital in Rogers. And my name is Joey. Um, yes, got some fans. Um, and I am currently engaged um, <laughs> to the lovely Joy. Uh, and... Uh, I work full-time, so I'm not in school, not doing any of that kind of stuff. Well, I was doing ADS school, but now I'm not. Um, but yeah, just work. Work and engaged. Great. Thanks for sharing. And we can just, yeah, that's great. Whoever wants to answer whenever. Um, next question here. What made you decide to choose to do ADS this past year? Um, so for my husband and I, um, we didn't grow up in the church. We didn't grow up as believers. And we really wanted to pursue Jesus at a deeper level, and we didn't know how to do that. So, um, and then we wanted to be able to disciple our children and do that for them. Um, and so, we definitely got the tools we needed to do that. So, I had the opportunity to see some of my friends when I was still in college go through ADS. And what like struck me was that they walked away from this like really intense season, like more free and more like they had more joy and more peace. Um, and it lasted for years. It wasn't just like, okay, this is like three months of like good fruit and then like back to normal life. But like I keep, even now, like one of my um, best friends like graduated five years ago and she's like still reaping the fruits and like the benefits and the disciplines like from her ADS year. So I decided I wanted that too. Uh, for me, I think it was, I was just really trying to like figure out what a relationship with Jesus looks like. Um, and originally, some of you know, I'm from Illinois, and I was trying to, like, find people that would, like, commit as hard as I would, and didn't really find it. So moving here, finding Antioch and the community here, I saw all these, like, men just, like, so on fire for God, and unbeknownst to me, they were currently in last year's ADS school, and I'm like, whoa, like, these guys are all awesome, and they're, like, on fire, and they're like, oh, yeah, we're in ADS. Um, I'm like, oh, um, but, like, I was just going, like, a completely different avenue of trying to, like, figure out, like, God and, like, what it looks like to grow. And they were kind of just, like, really simplifying it or, like, whatever, like, headstrong knowledge I was using. They're like, oh, we read a book about that in ADS. Like, like I'm like, oh. And that happened, like, I think specifically with Parker. Um, like, we had, like, three conversations. I'm like, oh, here's some things I've read on my own. And he's like, oh, we read a book about that in ADS. <laughs> Like, three separate conversations, and I was just like, I guess I should just do ADS. Um, but it, 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 it was just really awesome. Um, just, like, a lot of confirmations that, like, I should probably do this. Specifically with you, Nicole, you were pregnant and in the middle of adopting another baby, and y'all had just moved here, and you were about to start Christmas. <laughs> You're about to, like, when we started ADS, was, like, the busiest season of y'all, because y'all were in the middle of Christmas season. So why did you decide to do ADS even though the cost was very, very high? Like, what, why? Well, I, if I would have had it my way, I would have waited the year. But he, being the adventurous person that he is, he's like, let's do it. And I just, he's just, he's an amazing man, and I'll follow him anywhere. So I was like, okay, I'll do this with you. <laughs> so cool, so cool. All right, we're going to go in a little bit uh, deeper here. What was the most difficult part about this ADS year? Um, so one of the requirements that we had to do was we either had to fast one day a week for like 24 hours or three consecutive days at the beginning of the month. And I would say that was probably the hardest because I don't like not eating. And... Um, <laughs> It also just took a lot of intentionality. Like, uh, I'm interrupting my week. Like, if I'm hanging out with a friend, we have to think of somewhere else to do. I can't just, like, go get coffee as the default. Or, like, I have to spend my whole day thinking about 
food and how hungry I am, or other people are eating around me, or I go to life group and there's snacks. And so that was probably like the hardest part um, was just like taking intentionality and like very like physical sacrifice, not just like my time, but like my effort and my energy. Um, and like, yeah, so I would say it was the hardest part. Um, for me, <clears throat> um, another requirement we have we have is um, each week we have a different like outreach or like evangelism type of requirement too. So for me, that was really tough because I work in IT and I work remotely. So I'm just like <laughs> in my apartment all the time just by myself. So I don't really see anyone. And my sister who I live with was in the class too, so I couldn't <laughs> reach out to her. Like, hey, you know about Jesus? Oh, yeah, you do. Um, so, I ha so kind of similar to Mara, I had to be extremely intentional, like, when I did actually go somewhere, like, work at a coffee shop or go get groceries or go get my hair cut or whatever. Um, like, I had to be, like, extra, like, okay, this is probably the only person I'm going to see this week that, like, may not know Jesus. And then it's, like, kind of almost like an extra pressure. Like, okay, like, am I going to do it or no? And it's just, like... I don't know, it was just really tough. Sometimes I was I succeeded, sometimes I didn't, so. Um, I felt like all of them were hard for me, but <laughs> um, specifically, there was a point during the Christmas season that most of my household was, like, sick for a month, maybe two, off and on, and I felt like we were doing good, keeping pace, and then everyone got sick, and I think I got, like, a month behind, <laughs> <laughs> and I took a, I put a poll in the group me, and I asked like our ADS class, like should I like skip ahead and like come back later, or should I read it? And they, were, of course, were all like read it all. So I read like a month's worth of reading in like a few days. Who wants the microphones? Um, all right, next question for you: What was the most fruitful part of ADS for you? Um, to me, the most fruitful was just getting consistent time with God every single day, and which is actually another requirement. But like, after a little while, it didn't really feel like a requirement. It almost felt like I should have been doing this my whole life already anyway. Um, because, well, the requirement technically is you have to spend a consistent 60 minutes with God. Um, so like, you have to kind of just... Every day. Through the whole year. Yes. Like they had, they had some Christmas breaks where they could like had a break on working out or a break on scripture memory or evangelism, but never, there was not one day that you could not miss time with God as a requirement. Right. So it was like the highest priority discipline was that one. Mm -hmm. So it, it was nice, like, it was cool having to restructure your life. Like, okay, like I start work at this time. Uh, for those who drove to work, like, it takes this long to drive, so I have to, like, wake up this time to get an hour, and then I could drive. Um, but, like, just, like, figuring out the, like, practical side of it to, like, actually get it in, because it is the most important thing, um, is, like, totally doable. But then also just the fruit, like, of just spending time with Jesus every single day, like, whether you want to or not, whether you feel like he's there, like, meeting with you or not, like, the truth is he is there. Um, and, like, it's just, like, I can just foresee having to do that every day for the rest of my life, and it's just going to be a sacrifice, and it's just something I get the privilege to do because of what Jesus already did, and, like, we have that privilege to meet with God wherever. We have the Holy Spirit with us, so God's with us, so it's, like, why wouldn't we do it every day? Um, and then it doesn't have to be an hour, I guess, now, technically, but, like, we still can do it, like, at least 30 or 45 minutes. Yeah, I would say pretty much the same thing. Um, <laughs> ditto. But um, it is very hard to spend an hour with God every single day for nine months and not encounter the presence of God. Like, you can't fake that. It's, like, something is going to happen, and if you, like in consistency there is breakthrough because the Lord like wants to meet with you it's like us that are trying to like get on the train you know like he's not oh I don't know Omar I don't know if I want to spend time with you today 
he's like, no, Mara, look at me, like, <laughs> like, pay attention to me, worship me, like, let me, like, receive my love, like, he wants to meet with you, and so you, like, can't help but, like, receive blessing from him when you're spending that much time with him, so, yeah. Ditto. <laughs> no, um, yeah, time with God, definitely, um, I didn't even know what that looked like, like, Madeline was, like, one of the first people that, like, literally explained what it could look like and all these different options and things you could do with God. And it made it like interesting and fun. And I didn't know that you could get like a fresh word from God every day. I didn't know that he was a conversational God. I didn't know that he had something to say about your day every day. And so just like, I mean, even now I'm like, I kind of what you guys were saying is like, I can't not spend time with God every day now. Like, I feel like I need it to get through my day. Like, without, this is kind of a question for all of you, without, I guess, you guys committing to it, but then someone else holding you accountable, do you think you would have spent an hour with God every day the last 10 months? Definitely not. Definitely not. (laughs) But but they, like, testify that it was, like, probably one of the most fruitful, it was the most fruitful part of their life. But sometimes it takes someone else, like, hey, come on, you should do this, or hey, let's go, or, or try this, to, like, actually produce fruit, you know? And so, I, like, I, I just feel encouraged that you guys committed and said yes, and then we're willing to be held accountable when we're like, hey, you know, let's do it, let's commit, let's, let's make it happen, and now you're seeing the fruit. Now, literally each one of them said, I can never not spend time with God every day again. That is a dr- drastic life change to who they were 10 months ago. They are, they are never going to be the same again because of the yes in their heart, which is really powerful. Yeah, so awesome. Um, and that usually tends to be the favorite requirement, or the one that you see the most breakthrough in is committing to spending time with the creator of everything every day. Um, So uh, besides that requirement, since you all shared, uh, which requirements, which other requirements will you keep up with now that the class is done, that you saw fruit in, breakthrough in, or got vision for doing in your life? Um, I've kept up with more than I thought I would. I thought I would just drop off. Um, <laughs> I found this like one year um, scripture memory verse plan where you do like a scripture every week. And I'm actually really excited about that. Um, my Bible reading, like now that we don't have to read six chapters a day, <laughs> I feel like um, I've just been doing the one chapter a day summer plan and I'm like loving it. Like the word is just like popping off the page and God's just revealing stuff to me and I'm like oh that's why it says that I didn't understand that because I'd never read the whole Bible (laughs) but it's just like my 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 Bible reading is just like it's just so it's that's what I'm most excited about every morning you read one of the requirements is to read through the whole Bible in the 10 months of the school which just means you're like turbo blasting the Bible I mean like and if you get behind (laughs) two days you're like really kind of in a pickle because you have like 20 (laughs) chapters to read and then another requirement is you memorize a scripture every single week, like three to five verses. So every week they come and, re- like, have to recite it to someone in the class. Um, I think a requirement besides time with God that I would do is probably fasting, believe it or not, um, <laughs> because I never realized the power of fasting and, like, I had a lot of personal breakthrough, just like, um, well, as Mara kind of, well, I think she mentioned the whole thing, but you could either fast like one day a week or like at the beginning of the month, three days in a row. Um, And I chose to do the three days in a row because sometimes at work, I'm so busy, I just forget to eat and then the whole day is gone. I'm like, okay, that was easy. Um, So like, I kind of wanted more like intentional, like, okay, I need to rely on God to get through this. Um, so that's why I chose three days, because um, I've never done that before. And I, I remember the very first time I did the three days, I was praying specifically for some of my siblings, and just like having the reason why I'm not eating, and then like all of your hunger pains are coming, and like you have this like very physical, like your body's telling you, hey, you are hungry. And my mind is like, no, I'm not. Like, God it satisfies me. Like, God is in control. He can suppress this. And, like, I just start worshiping or praying or whatever. And, like, immediately the hunger pains just go away. Like, as soon as I start praying or, like, worshiping um, when I should be, like, working, but I'm not. Um, but, like, I need not to feel hungry. Um, and then, like, 
the week after that first three-day fast, like, my brother, who I was praying for, like, calls me. He's like, yo, I just had this huge breakthrough with God. Like, I found all these old notes from 10 years ago, and he just reminded me of all these things he's promised me and, like, gave me some more clear direction and stuff. And I'm like, whoa, like, that's crazy. Like, I literally just fasted for you. Um, so, like, just understanding the power of it. Um, and then there's, like, a whole bunch of other stories with, like, we have a long fast, too, kind of in the middle of ADS. But I'm not going to talk about that because I want you guys to sign up. Um, and, <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, there, there is a long fast usually falls in, into the spring semester. Don't um, tell, don't tell. I will tell you, but you can do it because there's, there's like 40 testimonies in our church of people who've done it and seen God move through it. But it's yeah. a minimum seven days of fasting from food. And it's awesome. It really, it's hard. But it's awesome. It's yeah. so rewarding. And so you basically, uh, you ask God, uh, how many days should I do knowing that the minimum is seven set as the requirement? And people just hear from God and do more than seven. And I'm like, that's crazy, you know? Um, but but yeah. people see breakthrough from it. So yeah. go ahead. And I, I, I mean, I asked God, and I got 10 days because I have a lot of siblings. And he told me to do one day for each sibling plus parents. And then one day for my whole family. So I was like, oh, God, you know how many siblings I have? Um, so, so I had to do 10 days. Um, but, like, there really was a point where, like, you're just not even hungry. Like, after, like, the first four days, it was fine. And then, like, literally, like, but it's so crazy. Fasting is so bizarre because as soon as you take your guys off of God, I remember being on a work call for two hours. And on like day six, and those two hours were the most physical pain I've ever been in, like just hungry, because like I was so focused on work for two hours on this call, because I had to be, and then as soon as I got off the call, I just like went and laid on my floor and like put on a worship song, and it like immediately went away again. I'm just like, this is so bizarre. Like, I don't understand fasting. I don't know why it works, how it's so powerful, but it is, and there's like, I don't know. It's so crazy. So I don't know. I'm ranting a little bit, but definitely fasting is what I would do. The question was, which requirement will you keep up with other than time with God after ADS? Um, Scripture memory. um, Because time with God, like, was essential and very pivotal. But I notice the more scripture I memorize, like, it just overflowed in my heart and in my mind. And so I would get to work or, like, have a patient that was giving me a lot of trouble and be like, God, I don't want to be patient right now. (laughs) And then, like, a verse pops in my head, like, do all things without grumbling or complaining. And um, and I'm like, okay, Holy Spirit, will you help me do all things without grumbling or complaining? And it gives me, like, very, like, I know that that's God because that is in the Word. Like, there is no doubt because I just read that and I just memorized that. Um, and so it just, like, kept my heart, like, tethered to him throughout the day, even, like, when I was outside of, like, my time with God, so. Great, and I guess you kind of shared yours. Doing your last one. All right, what are some testimonies of change in you or in your families uh, from what God did this year in ADS? What are some things that he changed in you? And this is because, like, whenever you commit your heart and your life to Jesus, like this intensely for this many months, like there is going to be impact in your own life, but also like in the people's lives around you. And so that's probably one of my favorite parts of ADS as the director is hearing, you know, the testimonies of Joey and Kelly's siblings who know God more and had breakthrough in their relationship with God because they're fasting for them or hearing about siblings who didn't know God and do know God or hearing about just like this fruit of your life in your workplace or the people you shared the gospel with that you work or whatever, getting saved. There's just like all this fruit that you can't help but overflow out of because you're spending time with God and you're taking in the word of God and you're doing all, doing all of these things that just produce fruit. So what is some of the fruit that y'all have seen or testimonies in y'all's lives? Um, so I moved here a month-ish before I started ADS, and I came into ADS not in a good state. Um, I just had, like, a lot of hurt and pain and just, like, felt really lonely and also, like, moving from somewhere where I grew up to, like, somewhere where I knew, like, a few people but not really well. And 
it was just like spending time with God every single day. He just like starts. I would literally, there's so many journal entries in my journal where I'm like, God, I'm a mess. And then I would list all the reasons why I felt like a mess that particular day. And I'd be like, what do you have to say about that? <laughs> and he'd be like, Mara, I love you. I'm like, okay, but what do you have to say about all these other things? He's like, no, Mara, I love you. Like, I'm with you. I'm for you. Like, I just want to be here with you. Will you just, like, be my daughter and let me hold you? And it was just that, like, every single day for nine months. And it just, like, broke, like, something in me that I didn't realize, like, needed to be broken and just, like, receive his love before going out into the world and before, like, yes, we, like, carry the Great Commission. We, like, desire to, like, glorify God with our whole lives, but, like, we have to know, like, who we are in him, and so it's just this, like, constant, like, every single day, or, like, taking truths from, like, our teachings or scripture memory, and, like, him applying that in my life, and not just, like, okay, that's cool, like, I put it to the side, forget about it, he's, like, no, like, let's talk about it, let's, like, go deeper in that, and so it's just this, yeah, like, just consistency, and, like, the Lord really pursuing me more than I was pursuing him, um, but he just, like, used ADS as, like, a way to, like, get my attention of, like, okay, you have to do this. You have to spend time with me now. So, like, let me tell you all the things that I've been wanting to tell you for your whole life. <laughs> um, and so, yeah. Um, I felt like I saw a lot of miracles, a lot of healing, a lot of, um, in my own family, um, a lot of practical tools, just a few specific um, things. One of our um, kids is adopted, or is we're still working towards it, um, and he has a lot of trauma, and so I know when we prayed and fasted with his bio-grandparents, um, we saw a lot of breakthrough for him, and that's kind of been more of our, like, go-to is, like, when he's struggling, which is, you know, month to month is different. Um, we go to praying and fasting with his bio-grandparents, and that's been a cool testimony for them because it's really increased their faith faith to see breakthrough um for their grandson <clears throat> and I know they still pray and fast every week now and that's like a ripple effect of ADS yeah and um specifically just um some hidden sin came out was brought to the light and broken off um I feel like there's like a very specific generational curse that was removed from one of my kids um I feel like probably the biggest testimony just happened like a couple weekends ago. Um, my husband and I got the opportunity to talk to someone that had caused me a lot of hurt and pain in the past. And there was a lot of like anger and bitterness um, and really hate in my heart that I had been holding on to. And I'd ask God, help me, Lord, forgive them. Help me, God, get rid of this. I don't want to die with this. And I really thought it was going to kill me. And God just removed it. <laughs> like, when I think of this person, I have love for them in my heart. And that not not by anything I'm doing, it was completely God. Like, a thousand percent God. <laughs> so, yeah. That is so awesome. Can I go? Um, for sure. <laughs> um, I think for me, like, kind of looking back on the last few, ten months, um, I've just noticed I have such more, like, faith and confidence in God, um, like, being on my side. Like, since he's for me, who could be against me? Like, and, like, I think of the first verse in James, like, consider it pure joy when you face many trials and temptations. Um, and I don't know what verse 2 says. Um, but, like, I can very easily see, like, how you can get there. Like, once, like, I've had so much personal breakthrough in, like, resisting myself and leaning on God's truth. Like, God's my strength. He's my refuge. He's my horn of salvation. He's, like, all these things that, like, are, like, all in the Psalms. Like, and, like, if you just actually believe that, you really do believe, like, okay, this temptation is coming at me, but, like, God is my refuge. Like, I can just hide in him if I just, like, put on, like, my armor of God right now and just hold up, like, a shield of faith and trust in God. He's going to come in time and, like, remove that temptation. Um, and he doesn't give us any temptations we can't, like, get through. So, like, there's all these scriptures that we can, like, hold on to as truth. Um, <clears throat> and, like, even in the armor of God, like, the belt of truth is, like, central. Like, that's the centered thing, like, keeping everything together. Um, so, like... 
just having those truths um, just, like, created a lot of, like, personal breakthrough of stuff that I was, like, just dealing with and, like, I just don't deal with anymore now. Um, I mean, temptation's still around. It still exists. It still comes. But now it's kind of like, okay, like, but God's bigger than this. Um, and, like, so I just have such a confidence and faith when temptation comes. I know now how to, like, redirect my thoughts to God. Um, and, like, no, this is just my flesh, like, trying to be, like, of the world still. But I'm a new creation now. Like, I'm going to sow into the spirit. And I'm going to look to God because he's, like, already died and covered all this stuff. So I'm not going to do that anymore. Um, so just a lot of personal freedom. And also because of that, like, it helps me, like, direct my family's um, sort of comments. Um, I have this unique position in my family where, like, they come to me for, like, I don't want to say advice, but, like, when they have, like, these weird thoughts or ideas, like, about, like, science or, like, politics or religion and theology, like, they'll come to me and, like, ask my, like, what do you think about this? And I don't know why. Uh, well, I kind of know why, but... <laughs> Um, but, like, old me would have, like, dove into, like, rabbit trails of stuff and, like, like, oh, like, here's some things that, like, I can, like, hypothesize or whatever. But now it's, like, you should just, like, ask Jesus. Um, so, like, that's kind of, like, where everything stems. Like, why are you even focusing on this in the first place when you should just be focusing on Jesus because all this doesn't even matter. Um, so... They're like, I'm like, there's no, there hasn't been too much like clear fruit yet of me like redirecting that, but like, there's still, there's been so many opportunities where I just kind of redirect them um, to like just look to Jesus instead. Um, but there will be fruit for sure. Awesome. It's really encouraging, guys. And part of ADS is not just being hearers of the word, but being doers of the word. And so through all of the requirements, we're just obeying the Bible. And one of the, in Matthew 28, 18, it says, go and make disciples of all nations. And so at the end of the year, we get to go on a short-term trip. This year's class went to Tijuana. Um, and this year in Tijuana, we just got to go and tell people about Jesus. We got to partner with an Antioch church there and meet people and pray for people. And we got to work in an orphanage and do work with some refugees and food distribution. We just got to, like, go and be the hands and feet of Jesus. It was really fun, really encouraging it was a really great trip. And so I'm going to have the, some of these guys share some testimonies, but I'm also going to share a testimony. Larry and I went and took um, our little kiddos. And one of the days, I, every day I would wake up and I would just ask God, God, will you please just give me like 20 minutes where my little kids aren't with me so I can pray for someone or talk to someone? Like, just please, I just need 20 minutes where they're distracted so I can pray for someone. And so um, on one of the days, I got 20 minutes to talk to someone and pray for someone. And me and Eva Marie got to pray for this lady who through a crazy series of events, her ended up knowing Jesus because her husband was, got murdered. And so after her husband died, God spoke to her, and like the audible voice of God spoke to her and told her, like, you need to follow me and a couple other, like, you need to go talk to this girl that's your friend and tell her to repent from her sins, and you need to start praying for people to be healed. And so she's like, okay. You know, this is all happening through like a translator, but she's pretty much like, okay, you know. And so she finds a local church, gets connected, starts kind of getting discipled by this pastor. Um, but as we're talking to her, I'm like, well, if God told you to pray for healing for people, I need you to pray for me because I am, I'm currently pregnant, due in a couple months. And um, my back has been in, like, excruciating pain, like, to the point where at the end of most days, I, like, can't walk anymore. And so um, I was kind of feeling that, like, at the beginning of that day, and I was like, oh, no, this is going to be one of the bad days where this evening I probably won't be able to walk, and I'll just, like, stay at home, stay back at the hotel with the kids. So I asked this lady, I'm like, will you pray for me? And she's like, yeah. And so she, like, lays her hands on my back and prays in the name of Jesus for my back to be healed, and immediately the pain goes away. And this was, like, two weeks ago, guys, and I have not been in pain since then. Wow. Two weeks ago. Yeah. And so I'm going to Tijuana, and I'm asking God for the simplest thing, like, give me 20 minutes to just pray for someone and minister to someone, and to get to do that, but in the process, get healed by Jesus, you know? And I was just, like, so thankful that I was, like, not, I was expecting to go and serve and love, not expecting to come back and, like, receive a lot of healing and freedom um, from pain in my back. And so, again, it's just encouraging to see the Bible in action. It's encouraging to see, to, like, live it out in Tijuana. So what were some other encouraging things that God did in you or in Tijuana you guys saw? Um, so our last night kind of went out with a bang, and we went to a 
prayer house slash coffee shop in the middle of the red light district. Um, and prostitution is technically legal, but that doesn't mean that people aren't like coerced into that lifestyle. Um, and so these people, they're like literally heroes. They just like have worship music going in this prayer room in the middle, like like blocks from like this huge brothel, like 24 seven, just going and going, going. And so um, Madeline and Eva and Macy got to go with some of their girls and their bodyguard um, and like got to pass out coffees to the girls and the rest of us stayed and prayed and worshiped. And when they got back, like they, all these girls that never were open to receiving prayer were just like, yes, pray for this. Yes, pray for this thing. Yes, pray for this thing. And we're like being touched by the Holy Spirit. And they're like, all these girls, like they just keep saying no, they keep saying no. But like, we just got to come in and like reap the fruits of like all the like labor that they had put into the ground in this area. And like you walked in and it just like felt peaceful. Like we're, <laughs> I was praying in the car. I'm like, God, God, please like protect our eyes, protect our hearts, protect our minds. Like if like we see anything, I just like cast it at the feet of Jesus, like cast it at the cross. And then we walk in there. I'm like, oh, like your presence is here. It's okay. <laughs> and, like, these people are, like, going out to meet with these girls. And so it's just, like, really sweet and really powerful. And just, like, you getting to, like, I've been on a lot of trips where it's mostly outreach, mostly evangelism. But this was, like, let us serve you, like, show you, like, look you in the eye, ask you how you're doing, ask, like, what do you need? How can I, like, partner with you? Like, how can I be your friend in this moment? and, like, tell you about the greatest thing that ever happened to me, and so that was just, like, really, really powerful and impactful that they're, like, giving their lives to these people, so. Yep, and before you share, Joey, um, Nicole, I'll prep you for a question that I'll ask you as well, if you want to answer it, but since you weren't able to go on the trip because of the adoption stuff with, uh, with Cash, was there anything that God did in you regarding the nations through some missionaries who came and spoke in our class? Would love to hear those things if you have anything after Joy. Um, so a testimony for me from Tijuana um, was more just like personal, I guess. Um, uh, so first of all, this, is, this was my very first missions trip ever, my very first time out of the country ever even. Um, but it was like such a perfect first time. Um, one, because obviously we're being in the hands of feet of Christ, cause that's, and that's just awesome. Um, <clears throat> but it was also because of that, it was a really good first missions trip, because that's like, I've had a lot of experience in some of the things we were doing already. Um, so it wasn't too foreign. Um, and it was just really good. Um, and. I think the personal side, what, like, I haven't really had too much time to actually process the whole thing because I had to go do a work trip right when we got back. Um, so I had, like, no time. And, but, like, I was reading, um, there's a book we read in ADS that's, like, part of a trilogy, and I started reading the second book to it on the plane ride there. Um, and, like, one thing the author was talking about was just, like, God's glory, like, the angels in heaven are saying, like, the earth is filled with God's glory, and the author's just questioning, like, where is the glory? Like, all I see is chaos. I see all this, like, disease and, like, like all of this stuff. Like, it doesn't look too glorious. Um, <clears throat> and, like, I felt like one of the last days, we were all just kind of, like, pain was running on the beach, like he was every morning. And a group of us went um, to not run on the beach, um, but to watch him run on the beach. And, um, <laughs> but I think we ran a little bit. Uh, I did a pull-up, and he did, like, 15 pull-ups. Um, but, like, we were kind of, I think, like, Mara, Christina, and Eva were, like, together. Me and Joe kind of, like, were a little behind them, and then Payne was just running. And John was somewhere. Um, <clears throat> but... Like, just, like, sitting on the beach, just kind of, like, watching the waves, like, everyone else doing their own thing. Like, I just really felt like God just told me in that moment, like, this is a part of my glory. Like, from where I'm standing, like, I see all these, like, beams of light of all these pockets of, like, genuine, like, Christianity and, like, doing my work. And, like, right now, you're standing, like, in a bubble of one of those areas. So, like, from my perspective, from his perspective, 
all I see is glory because I can see all of my work being done everywhere at the same time. So it's such a bright light coming from earth. And it's like, so yes, the earth is filled with my glory. You only know about a handful of them. Um, and I'm like, oh, um, <laughs> that makes sense. Um, so it was just kind of like a really humbling, which is I've been praying a lot for like humility and just like getting my eyes as much off of myself as possible. Um, so that was definitely a very humbling kind of moment. Like, oh, God, yeah, you're right. Like, I literally only left the country once. Like, yeah, I could see that. That's awesome. And you don't have to share, no pressure. But if you, if you have something. Um, so I was really sad that we couldn't go. Um, <laughs> and so in my quiet time, I was just like, Lord, do something with this time. Like, redeem it. Please, 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 please redeem it. <laughs> That's about how my prayers go. They're not very eloquent. <laughs> and so um, that, so when they were gone, um, we had that opportunity to talk to that person face-to-face. So had we gone, we wouldn't have been able to talk to that person. And it would have, I don't know if it would have happened because it just worked out. So, yeah. (laughs) All right, one last question here for you guys. Um, At least I think there's only one question so far. Um, But was there a word or a picture that stood out the most to you that God gave you during this school year or or something that uh, changed perspective for you now coming out of the school? Yes, um, there was a lot of words, um, but I think the most powerful one I got towards the end um, in the last, like, month or two, and it was, um, so we have two two two-year-olds, one's our bio son, one's adopted. Our adopted son has experienced a lot of trauma, a lot of suffering, a lot of just really awful things that a baby shouldn't experience, and then our other son has just had, like, joy, and it has had it made, and, like, (laughs) has it really good. And we got this, like, side-by-side UTV that they, we have some land, and they ride this UTV side-by-side. And I was driving, I think I was driving the ADS or something for church. And God just, and I was, nobody was in the car, which never happens. And God gave me this picture of my boys riding in this UTV side-by-side. And I felt like he was like, Cash is, is suffering and not like literally suffering, but he's symbolic of suffering and Sawyer is symbolic of joy. And I was like, okay, I don't know what that means, but it was a beautiful picture and it's just the wind was blowing in their hair and the sun and the flowers in the field and they were just happy. And I was like, okay, well tell me more about that Lord. And I felt like he said like, I am the vehicle. Jesus is the vehicle that allows joy and suffering to ride side by side in this life. And I was just like, okay, (laughs) I, tell me more, like, tell me more, and um, I was like, what does that mean, God, and like, you know, when God gives you a word, and you just try to expound upon it more than he wants you to, like, you're trying to pull out more meaning than what he's trying to, you're trying to make it your own, I started doing that, and I was like, okay, well, if Cash is driving, is that driving, does that mean he's suffering, is he suffering right now, and like, you know, go into my mom brain, and um, I felt like God, like, interrupted me, and he was like, no, Nicole, count it all joy. Count it all joy. And then that week, that next day, we found out our scripture memory was James 1, 2 through 4, count it all joy. <laughs> and I was like, okay, okay, joy or suffering, they ride side by side in my life, in this life. Jesus did it on the cross. Like, he allows it allows us to have joy in suffering, and we're supposed to count it all joy. When life sucks, count it all joy, because he suffered the most. Um, so I feel like kind of the summation of the year and, like, all the words, all these things that I was learning with God was that real, genuine, uncorrupted happiness is on the far side of holiness, not the near side. Um, and yeah, I don't really know what's going on there, but even like we were talking about like this past Monday, Tuesday, one of those days, um, about Nicole's like, things just don't satisfy anymore. And I'm like, that's so true. I tried to like watch a show and it had like this drama between two friends or whatever. And I was like, ew, I don't want that. <laughs> like, I don't want that in my life. I don't want my friendships to look like that. God, that's like not glorifying to you. I just like 
want like what you have for me. Like I just want to sit in your presence and like find joy like in your people and like the things that you've created and not like what man has taken and made like gross and icky. Um, And so, yeah, just that like real happiness is found in him, but it like takes work and you have to like learn to like retrain your brain and your heart to like desire the things of God, which is really what we want, but we like settle for lesser things and just like make ourselves feel busy or like to numb some part of us, but it's just like him. Like we find joy in him, even if it's like through suffering. Um, I would say, so one thing I did the, the, like last week, I guess after we had last ADS right before graduation, um, was we had at the, on the very first ADS class in like our binder, we had a sheet of three questions and it asked like, what do you, like, what do you want to get out of ADS this year? Like, what do you want God to do? Like, for you or through you this year, and then like, would you actually commit to this class to see if that happens or not? Basically, um, <clears throat> and I felt like I had to go back and like reread what I wrote to answer those questions. Um, though this was Saturday when we were leaving to Tijuana in my time with God before that, because um, He also told me to read like what my ADS like D group leader wrote for our graduation. So like, I read what my D group leader read and was saying like, like I have like these leadership qualities now and like I'm super close to God and I can hear from God. And then God's like, okay, now go read what you wrote to answer those questions on the very first ADS uh, class. I was like, oh, okay. So I went back, I reread it. And like what I said I wanted was like to be like really close to Jesus. And then what I wanted God to do was, like, give me, like, a foundation of truths. Like, like just teach me the truths um, that I could just stand upon. And, like, now, and then, like, just, like, I don't know. I just had that, like, oh, like, I have both of those. Like, I'm super close to God now. And, like, even my D group leader, like, said he sees it in this, like, ADS thing that he wrote. Um, and then, like, just even in my answers, like, I have so much truth now from Scripture that I just stand on when temptation comes. And it's like, oh, no, like, God's like, like, okay, this is a lie. This is the truth from God. And it's like, so he completely answered both of them. And it just, like, came so full circle, like, oh, 10 months, like, this was not a waste. Like, this was a huge life change. Yeah. And, like, you really don't feel it in the moment, but, like... <laughs> Like, you're just kind of like, man, this is hard. Um, But, like, now at the very end, it's like, whoa, like, this is, like, so worth it. Like, I really, like, he did both of these things. And, like, I said I would commit. I did commit. And he answered both of them. Um, And I got to share that with uh, my leader, too, at the airport, which was just cool. Awesome. Yeah, so it's not um, about the person. It's not about the discipleship school it's not like there's this magic sauce in Antioch's (laughs) discipleship school that's just like ta-da you know it's Jesus it's like just these guys were humble and willing to commit 10 months of their life to do the hard thing which is time commitment to like pull things out that maybe weren't the most helpful in their lives and commit those things to Jesus and there was breakthrough and it didn't doesn't matter if you're one of the 20-somethings, or if you're married and have four kids, it's like it's just Jesus. When we commit our lives to Jesus, no matter the cost, even though it is really costly and it's hard, and like I said, pretty much every week was hard, but they look back and they see the fruit, you know, it like is powerful. And so any ADS student that you talk to will probably say the same thing. Well, they will say the same thing. And we are the same way. We did it years, years ago, and we are still reaping the fruit in our marriage and in our family of like what we committed to seven years ago in our discipleship school. So if you guys have more questions about ADS specifically, feel free to grab anyone who's done ADS, but grab any of these guys, ask them, ask us, ask Maggie or Sam. And there's actually like an, um, on the Connect booth, there's an ADS at a glance piece of paper that kind of gives you a little bit of a better summary of some of the different things that um, ADS includes. So grab one of those on your way out. Um, but we are going to worship to one more song together. Larry's going to pray, and we're just going to thank God for 
just what he's doing in the people's lives in our church and in our city and in Tijuana. And we've got people in New Orleans and people headed overseas in a few weeks. And so God's just on the move. And so we just want to thank him for that. So. Yes. um, And I'll reiterate what she just said. So next year, Madeline and I aren't going to be leading this school. Sam and Maggie Keith will be leading this school. And we're, we're so excited for them to do it and think that they're going to uh, do a far better job than we did and take it way further than we did um, because they're incredible people. Um, so there is a sheet out there. It, gives you, it tells you every single discipline uh, that you'll be held to. It tells you all of the dates that you'll be required to be at. It tells you when the school starts. And I think we might have a slide as well about when applications are open. They're already open now. Um, the goal of this was not to try to say, hey, look, here's an inside look at ADS. You should do it. The goal was to say, look what God is doing in our midst. Let's celebrate. Um, let's celebrate what he's doing together and glorify him. But also at the same time, if it really is piquing your interest and it's intriguing to you, just grab a sheet. Grab uh, The sheets have Maggie and Sam's phone numbers on them. Just give them a call. Give them a text. Uh, just ask questions. Uh, it doesn't hurt. And some of these people were not planning on doing the school one week before the school started. So... Um, if, it, if it really is interesting at all to you, you should totally grab one of those sheets um, and just ask around and see who's done ADS because probably half our church now has. And so just ask around, find some people, hear some stories. This is just three of like 40 people in our, in our church um, who have done it that all have testimonies of what Jesus has done in them and how he has transformed them um, over their uh, discipleship school year and even moving out of the discipleship school year into their years past ADS. And so I would encourage you to grab one of those sheets there on the Connect booth uh, when you go out. But I'm going to pray for us, and then we're going to worship uh, to one last song, uh, just saying thank you to God for the testimonies that we heard. And then also, if there's anything that you heard that you're like, man, that discipline, I don't do that. Maybe like it was intriguing to you, and you're like, oh, I want to see that breakthrough. Um, I want to commit to that. Just talk to God about it during our last song of worship. But I'm going to pray for us. Thank you, Jesus, for the ways that you uh, use ADS, and thank you for these students willing to uh, come up here and testify of your goodness, of the ways that you have moved in our church. And we say thank you, God, um, that you're moving, that you're in our midst, moving here with us. And so we honor you, um, Jesus, and we say that you are good, that you are faithful, that you are true. Um, that you're a hope, and so we say that you're worth whatever um, whatever discipline um, that you're asking us to commit to, you're worth it. Whatever, uh, if you're asking us to give up 10 months of our lives um, to you, you're worth it, Jesus, and so we honor you in this place, and we just look up, and we say, thank you, God, regardless of all the things going on in our world, thank you that you are God, that you are good, that you're above all, and that you're moving, that you're working in our midst, Jesus. We honor you in this place. We love you, Jesus. Amen.